This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And, uh, well, it's a special day here. We got, uh, we're got we joined uh, for this first segment by our, uh, our co-worker, Mike Pursuta, also the Steelers Radio Network, and, of course, the DVE Morning Show. You can read Mike on Steelers.com as well. And kicking off tomorrow, one of the reasons why we're having Mike on today, we're actually starting our triple takes for the draft a little bit earlier this year than what we yeah, did last yeah. year. They were highly, highly popular. Oh, I'm sure you've all heard about them. Uh, absolutely. Mean, and, the store. Yeah, yeah so you can check that out on Steelers.com tomorrow as we start ranking uh, our, our guys uh, going into this draft tomorrow. We'll drop the uh, the quarterback rankings. Uh, but, Mike, how you doing? I'm doing well, guys. How's it going today? It is going. Uh, we're still trying to uh, you know keep ahead of the snow, as you can imagine. I think you... you you live on the eastern part of the city. You could probably get more snow than what we do, Matt and I do, in the South Hills. My shoveling for today is done. <laughs> That's a wrap, got it done early today. It's been uh, a pretty regular activity here the last week or so. <laughs> At least you're staying busy. I, you, you guys know me. I shovel it one way or another. <laughs> Mike, uh, as, as I mentioned, we're going to start the, uh, the, the draft series on Steelers.com here a little bit earlier this year. And, uh, of course, no NFL scouting combine uh, to, to kind of take a look at these guys. Have you found, uh, now that you started digging into the draft, as Matt and I have, information a little more difficult to find this year, easier to find? What do you think this is going to look like uh, for teams uh, it, going into this, this whole next month, month and a half, while they get ready for the draft? You know, it's, for me, it's been more difficult. Uh, you know, I'm not a professional scout. Uh, I have, I have. You only play time. one on the radio. <laughs> yeah, limited resources. <laughs> I saw a comment from Bruce Arians the other day, and he was kind of uh, ho humming the lack of a combine and saying, uh, "Well, it's all about the tape anyway." But two things about that: number one, a lot of these guys didn't play last year, so do you trust right. 2019 tape? And number two, I've just got done this week reviewing all the practices from the senior bowl and, and the actual game. And boy, if you heard it once, you heard it a hundred times that the coaching staff down there, uh, Brian Flores and Matt rule, they had such an advantage because they were around all these guys. Now all the teams were down there to talk to them, but I, I think those combine interviews go a long way too. And I think the more you can be around these people, uh, the easier it is to evaluate them. And that was affected in the fall. It's being affected now. Uh, you know, there was, it, it, it was a different way of doing things last year for the NFL, and it's going to be a different way again. Now, a lot of teams pulled it off. I thought the Steelers had a great draft. You know, for normal circumstances, they had a great draft, but can they do it again? Yeah, that's the that's going to be the strange thing. Last year, we had the combine, but not the pro days. This yeah, year, right. we're going to have no combine, but we're going to have the pro days. Mm -hmm. The problem was, however, throughout the course of the season, the NFL didn't – and a lot of colleges – no colleges, actually. The NFL made this a rule. The scouts weren't allowed to go on campus except on game days. You could go and watch games, but you couldn't go into practices and talk to people. Yeah, be around them and hobnob and all those valuable things that happen in that way. And even all of us convening in Indianapolis for the Combine, there's a lot of 
information that gets thrown around in the uh, the pubs at night. Some of it misinformation purposefully, well, no but but you know you sift through all that stuff. But I mean, even like when we sat there and did shows last year, we knew Philip Rivers was going to be a Colt. You know, right, like that yeah. was a done deal, yeah. and I'm sure there's a lot more agent talk, and like it blows me away that not every team was at Trevor Lawrence's pro day. Like, that get out of the house, you're getting a free. Pass you get an to opportunity go to, go, to go on the. You get right. on the an opportunity to go to the, the Clemson campus. It's exactly. not like the, right, it's not right. like they pulled five slappies out of the local mall to have him throw to. <laughs> right, and you get to talk to. Dabo and you know yeah. the, the strength guy about the other Clemson dudes. You're not going to get Lawrence, but you can find information there. There's agents running around. You know, go to all every event you possibly can. Matt, you had me to get out of the house. Right, right, right. <laughs> get to go to go to South Carolina. That's why Matt and I were just lamenting the fact that we'd be heading to the combine. I believe next week, and you know, enjoy I've, ourselves. I've there. gone to the combine the last like seven years, and it, it, it honestly, it. it, it you take like a three-block section of Indianapolis, and you put people from all 32 teams in that in that every three, person from in all that three-block right. area. You, in addition to scouts, you got you got agents, you've got you know the, you, oh, yeah. you see everybody. Everybody from the NFL is there, and you know it's you're just blast, not going to have man. that this year. Now you would enjoy yourself there, Mike. No, I, I've been to Indianapolis and I have enjoyed it. Never made a combine. But, uh, combine's a different places, animal. One <laughs> of those places you guys go looking for information at night. I have been to as well, and, and they are informative places. <laughs> you learn all kinds of things. Uh, Mike, when you were breaking down this year's quarterback group, uh, and I don't want to give—I don't want us to give too much away. We do want people to watch the triple take, um, but. We've seen, with Carson Wentz being traded this week, uh, there are no quarterbacks drafted between the years 2009 and and 2017. The Mahomes year, yeah. The Mahomes year, that are still with the teams that drafted them in the first round. 22 first-round quarterbacks. 22 first-round quarterbacks, and not one of them are with with the team that drafted them. What does that tell you about this whole, you know, you got to draft a quarterback in the first-round stuff? You know, I think it, it tells you a lot about the lack of patience teams have with these guys and maybe the pressure that they've been feeling to go get a guy. Um, to You know, to kind of paraphrase James Harrison from years back, just because you pay a guy like a franchise quarterback, that doesn't make him one. And the, the other thing uh, I think it tells you is, and, and this is, uh, I've kind of had this suspicion the last year or so, that uh, Back in the in the middle of Ben Roethlisberger's career, I'd look at him and the other franchise quarterbacks. It was a short list, and I would think, boy, you got to have one of these guys, or you cannot win. And now I think the game is changing. It's going to be a different kind of quarterback that leads the charge. You know, despite the results of the Super Bowl, I think going forward, guys are going to look more like Patrick Mahomes than they do Tom Brady in terms of how they play. And I think because all the colleges do is pass now. More and more, we're seeing more quarterbacks and, and a lot more receivers. I think receivers become the easiest position to find on the planet. And quarterback, I don't think it's as hard as it used to be if you know what you're looking for. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of a cheat code nowadays that Josh Allen wasn't a good thrower early in his career. Lamar's still learning. These guys are MVP caliber performers because of what they do off script and with their physical tools. And I think that really reflects on the Steelers because at some point this year, next year, whatever, 
they're going to be in the market for the next guy. And I absolutely think athleticism has to be a big component of it. They don't have to be the best runner in the league, but you got to be able to extend plays. You need to be a section second reaction player. The offensive linemen just can't block these defensive linemen anymore. That's why holdings. Yeah, and that's, all of a that's reflective of you know because all the colleges do is pass, all the defenses in college do is rush the passer, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what you're developing. You know, uh, throw, catch, rush, cover. That's that's the way the game's played now. And those quarterbacks have to either extend the play, and I think they got to be able to also take what's there. You know, improv something and turn the wrong play into the right play, or at least not a disaster play. And I think everybody's going to have one of those guys. But, uh, you know, if you look back, it took the Steelers a long time to go from franchise quarterback Terry Bradshaw to franchise quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. I think it's going to be a hell of a lot easier whenever Roethlisberger's career ends to get, you know, a functional guy you can win with. Yeah. To, to your point on that, um, you know, think about when they drafted Cordell Stewart in 1995 in the second round. If Cordell Stewart came out today in, in today's NFL, he's a first-round draft pick. Dude, I'm glad you brought this up because I've been wanting to talk about this with you for a while. I look at Vic, Vince Young, and Cordell Stewart. They might challenge Trevor Lawrence to be the first pick of the draft this year. Yeah. I mean, they yeah, really, they, Lawrence well, is a franchise player. Cordell would have to you know, work on the interceptions, which he never quite did, uh, particularly in AFC championship games. But, yeah, I see, I see where you're going with that. But if, they, if somebody designed an offense for him, in yeah. which, which he was allowed to run, not mm-hmm. worried, oh, hey, just you know, take off if nothing's – like, he would be special. Joan Reed stuff. Yeah. You know, right. I think he could have been a special receiver, too, but uh, maybe that's just me. Well, and there's that. And, and you know, think yeah. about a guy like Antoine Randall when he came out. You know, he put up some good numbers throwing the football at Indiana in the Big Ten. Oh, he's tough and tall. Just a little, little too small for the Sunday league at that position. But he's the same yeah. size as Russell Wilson. So, I philosophically, I, I, Russell's thicker, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. still, I mean, it, it's, he's the same size as, as Kyler Murray. He yeah, would have yeah. he he gotten, right? gotten the chance to play quarterback in today's NFL. Well, at least he got a chance to throw a touchdown pass. He did get to do that. <laughs> <laughs> But when you when you look at um, what the Steelers need to do in this year's draft, what what are your priorities for this team? You know, I mean, the offensive line is the obvious one, right? Because you, you, you know you've lost Pouncey already. Uh, it's assumed they're not going to have Villanueva, and I don't know what the odds are on Filer coming back or not. You're looking to replace multiple starters up front, and you know I don't think the depth was great, but uh, really, guys everywhere. I think, but wide receiver because they're so easy to find. Um, I'm not happy with what they have at running back. Uh, I'm not happy with what they have at inside linebacker other than Devin Bush. I don't think they have enough depth at outside linebacker. You saw last year once you lost Bud Dupree, you, you got to have more than two guys at that position yes. to, to function. You just do. Cornerback, uh, uh, are they going to have both starters or are they going to have to get rid of one of them because of the cap? Even if they don't, What's the depth situation like there? Um, There's a lot of holes to fill. I I think they can go a number of ways. Uh, Again, obviously, I think offensive line's the priority. But after that, you know, if if they want to play the board, I think they can. If they want to move down and and try to get some more picks to get more good players as opposed to that home run, I don't think you replace Marquise Pouncey with another uh, Hall of Fame caliber center. But – you know, a lot of teams don't have Hall of Fame caliber centers, and, and they still can win. It, 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 hypothetical, Mike. I mean, if 
there hasn't been a running back selected, and we did our running back stuff too. People can look for that coming up next week, I would imagine. And you have your choice of the board, whether it's ATN or Harris or whoever you prefer for the Steelers. All things being equal, would you grab that guy or a tackle that's a deeper position this year that you had a similar grade on? It's a great question, and uh, maybe one you can't answer truthfully until you're actually in that situation yeah. and you're looking at the board. Uh, but I just, it's my suspicion, and you know, this year's study has not changed this suspicion yet. I think it's easier to find a back than it is a tackle. I agree 99% of the time. I'm not sure this year. I think it largely depends on the tackle. We haven't done our tackle breakdowns mm-hmm. yet. But, you know, if there's a guy sitting there like a Christian Dara saw at 24, I think you sprint to the, to the post, a, a natural left tackle. A guy who's going to play that position for you for the next decade. He fits the mentality. Yeah, you 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 sprinted the the board on that. If it's a guy, if it's one of the the lesser guys who he might be could might be able to play left tackle. He's probably more of a right. Um, three of them on the board, and you're not sure which one you like best. Yeah, yeah. yeah then I think that 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 factors into it all as well. I think those true left tackles are the ones that are going to go early. And then when we talk about the depth at the offensive tackle position, it's like okay, this guy. You know, at worst, he, he kicks inside the guard for you for mm-hmm. a couple of years, and then maybe he moves outside to tackle. Well, you have some of that. Right. You know, you need right. you know you need those as many special players as you can get or as many starters coming out of this draft as you can get, as bad as that seems to sound, because you, you may be looking at, at, at four or five rookie starters next year for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which just wow. hasn't yeah, happened. Some of, that, some of that, too, has got to depend on – the way teams view the two positions, right? The tackles are going to go before the running backs. I mean, they're mm-hmm. as special as Harris and uh, Etienne are. Uh, people are saying, well, they're the first-round back if there's a first-round back, and that's not a ridiculous contention. I mean, uh, if you're going to give me uh, the tackle that Dale just uh, outlined and then I get Carter in the second round, if I'm going tackle running back, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's funny. Like, Harris is the one that's most mocked to the Steelers because he's bigger than ATN. He's got a potential first-round pick. And, again, people will get our, our views on him. But do you agree, Mike? I mean, I know it's common to say running backs don't matter, and I'm with you. Tackles are way more valuable than running backs in a nutshell. But if they had a guy like Najee Harris this past year and really the year before when Ben was out, I think this offense would have been remarkably different. Yeah, or a guy like Le'Veon Bell, say. Yeah, like or that, Le'Veon yeah. Bell type player, <laughs> yeah. perhaps. Yeah. I wonder what that would have looked like. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this, and I looked this up uh, last night, so I know this off the top of my head. But of the to- research. I was actually doing some research, believe it or not. Changing the rules here. Yeah, of the top ten leading rushers in the NFL last season, the top nine were guys who were drafted after the first round. Really. The tenth guy was uh, the kid from Oakland. He was a first Jacob. round draft pick. He was right. the highest first round draft pick who finished in the top ten in rushing. And now McCaffrey say, and Barkley were hurt. Yeah, but, but still, saying fine. saying that the top three guys were all second round picks. The guy wow. Chubb and Henry. Chubb Henry. Right. Yeah, that's a sweet spot. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the sweet spot to find that back now. And while the Steelers have invested draft picks on running backs in each of the last four years, it's been that that fourth fifth round guy, mm-hmm. and you're just not getting. You don't get Nick Chubb in the fourth round. Yeah, you're not right, getting right, that right. guy there. I mean, you're taking a shot to maybe, hey, maybe this guy turns into something, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. not. It's not as guaranteed as it is. You saw it this year with the, with the, the, the number of draft or the, the backs taken in the second round. Yeah, there was a. That's where and they, they all, all at some point in the season, like, oh yeah, that guy's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, 
I contend that 10 years ago, let alone maybe even five, let alone 20 when I was a kid, Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, they're top eight picks. They're all first round yeah, picks. Now yeah. they go in the top well, eight of the second round. You know, Fournette was four, right? Yeah, three right. or f- three or four, whatever, whatever yeah. it was, and that was that's the outlier. That's the outlier. Yeah. I mean, there's been some Zeeks and some McCaffreys, Gurley, but that's rare now. Yeah, they got to be special. For a minute, Derrick Henry was the second round pick. Right, right. Nick Chubb. I, I mean, you know. I, I'd like to see everybody who was picked ahead of him. You know, going back. I, I, it's, you know, that's how you can get that guy in the second round. So I, I think tackle to, you know, the roundabout answer, Dale, to the, uh, or Matt, was that you asked me? It tackle, was, but yeah. I, I got to go. They were just rare beasts. Yeah. Yeah, there are only so many, you know, six foot five athletic 310 pounders walking the planet. It's the, it's the planet theory. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you look at the running back position. The other thing that I noticed when we were breaking down. Well, it's the athleticism, too. Uh, like, yeah. There's a lot of six five three hundred pounders. Right. But you'll see, <laughs> but you see, you see colleges even take chances on those guys. Uh, you know, Hey, this kid's he's six, five and he, he's, you know, he's 330 pounds. Maybe we can turn him into something. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll, they'll take a shot on those guys. It's not as many of them. Right. Um, the, the one thing that I did notice is this has been the last two years when I was going over the running backs and this is still fresh in all of our minds since we just did our running back triple take is there aren't as many big backs coming out of colleges anymore. You no. just don't see those those 230, 240-pound running backs that are the, the you know, the, the bell cow, big back. You, you, you know, you're looking at, right. you know, a big back now is 220 pounds. Yeah, well, I'll go back to, uh, I'll go back to Le'Veon again. I mean, he was a 240-pound back, and Mike Tomlin told me he wanted him to be a 220-pound back because it's, you know, it's all about the speed, right? Um, the, the, you know, those slamming up in there guys are dinosaurs now, and not only is it the, the speed of the defense, it, it's the ability to contribute in the passing game that, that's so critical. And I, I think, you know, at the very least, you got to be able to do the, you know, drift out into the flat, catch a ball in space, and turn it into something thing. But, you know, guys that can uh, motion out of the backfield and maybe line up in the slot or line up wide and actually run a reasonable route, those guys are gold now. No, without question. And, Mike, I don't want to get too much into Mac Jones because we had a really good conversation with him on the video. Um, to me, he's really the only potential first-round option this year for the Steelers. Is Do you think – I guess the short question is, do you think the draft – draft only, is quarterback next year's project, not this year's? You know, it, it, that's my mindset, but you caught me on a bad day because, as I mentioned, I went through all this senior bowl stuff all week, and uh, traditionally there's a couple, three guys that I get a man crush on <laughs> watching all this senior bowl stuff. Last year was – I can't even remember the guy's name. He was an edge rusher from Utah. I think he went in the fifth round. Uh, I had him potentially a second-round pick for the Steelers. Um, I love Mac Jones, and mm-hmm. I, I I agree that he's 180 degrees from from where the position is going. But there are exceptions to every rule, and uh, that that combination of you know above the neck and the accuracy and the precision and uh, the discipline and the leadership and all those other intangibles and the competitiveness. I, I certainly. Don't hold it against him that he played at Alabama and he had a bunch of good players around because all they did was win. I mean, sure. I, I don't. It, I judge people on what they do, not on uh, you know. I used to hear that about Chuck Knoll a long time ago. Well, she should have won four Super Bowls. Look at all the players he had. <laughs> well, John Madden had more guys in the Hall of Fame and he won one Super Bowl. So, so 
you know, he was in the position to play at Alabama, and he did what he did. I don't, I don't hear those same comparisons when they're talking about the Bama offensive linemen or the Bama receivers or the Bama linebackers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, other than his lack of athleticism, you do still have to throw the ball. And I, I'm not looking for a quarterback to be my leading rusher. I want him to extend and take what's there and, and, and play athletically. But I still want him to throw with precision and have the NFL arm. And uh, I, I think I think Jones is so far over the top everywhere. But athletically, I'm, I'm willing to overlook that he plays the game the way not too many people are going to play it anymore. I just look at it as, to your point about waiting till next year. I think you need – way too many other things this year to go get the quarterback this year. I think you got to build that nest around him and make life easier for him. And building that nest around him is improving that offensive line. And a running That's a game. great point. It's certainly not going to help to, to go get a franchise quarterback to be and then let him get killed behind an offensive line that's in transition. Yeah, without a running game. Without a running game. Yeah, Other I mean, than that, sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of there what Cincinnati go. did, and they were, you know, Cincinnati was in the position where, okay, we get the number one pick, mm-hmm. so you, you take, take you, so you take Burrow, but he got killed this year. And he threw the ball sixty times a game. Yeah, you know, like that wasn't ideal. And so you, you know, you you do worry about putting those guys in a position where they can't succeed, and, and where they get beaten up to the point where the their, the confidence is shaking. I think it's such a comp to, to our initial point when we we're talking about how many quarterbacks have changed teams mm-hmm. much like cornerback that 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 quarterback position is all about confidence and man if you saw it with Carson Wentz I would say Wentz is the perfect example I mean I two, two years ago we're talking about Carson Wentz is oh, wow this guy's a franchise quarterback mm-hmm. and there's no way that the Eagles would ever move on from him. they gave him a what 124 million dollar contract yeah. and two years later they're trading him because if you watched him play this year he had no confidence no he didn't trust hey, those you, around you him yeah, go ahead. I'm Speaking sorry. of the Wentz reference, yeah, because he got pummeled, right? I mean, that that offensive line was amateur hour, and he just got killed and beaten to death, and he started making throws you should never make, and, and missing by margins that you should never miss by at this level. I just, you know, I was doing some other uh, Steelers.com research, and I went back and looked at the uh, Eagles Steelers game, and in the fourth quarter, it's still a game; it's a two-score game, but the Eagles are still in it, and he missed Zach Ertz. So badly that Steven Nelson had to make a diving interception. Yeah. And, and Nelson was kind of in the area. I mean, it, it just, he, his game degenerated so quickly in Philadelphia, I think they had to move on. And, and I'm not saying he can't, you know, get it back, but that's the guy that picked what, second overall, yep. and he's already moved on. Uh, that's, that, that is the danger. When you, when you want one so bad, that you decide you have one instead of, you know, kind of letting the, uh, the the draft game come to you. Letting the draft game come to you. That's the, that's you the, know what I'm saying, yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. That's you, good business. you can't, you can't force it. You can't, because it yeah. just costs too much. The cost to, to make those mistakes and how long does that, you know, cost you to, to recover from that? We I mean, they're looking at quarterback again, right? Yeah. We, we went over it the last week, you know, what the Eagles gave up to go up and get Wentz. They had to make multiple trades in the first round. The Rams, with Jared Goff, Huge. Uh, have given up essentially like five first-round draft picks to, fi- to figure out their quarterback situation. Yeah, and then you give them $35 million a year. And you gave them a bunch right. of money. So it's, it, it is an inexact science. That's why and the man, teams left to yeah, make, right? if, if you're going to make that move up, they don't always, it doesn't always happen that you're sitting there with the 11th pick 
and Ben Roethlisberger falls into your lap. And it works. And it works. Right, right. Yeah. And there's patience involved, too. It sure helps not to change your coach every two years. or You know, right. Yeah, I just I think, you know, more and more, I, I think that's going to be less of a concern because I think there's going to be more of these guys available every year. And, uh, uh, you know, for what it's worth, I think the timing of, of Ben's departure, whenever that occurs, it's it's not bad considering. The supply is a little stronger than it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so as well. But, uh, Mike, we appreciate you uh, dropping by here. Again, you can hear uh, Mike, myself, and Matt on the triple take. Uh, the first one will drop uh, tomorrow on Steelers.com. You can also get that on the Steelers uh, YouTube channel. Uh, where else, Mike? Uh, a lot of places. A lot of places. All <laughs> kinds of places. <laughs> yeah. just, just do a search oh, for it. I got it right here. It's, uh, it's presented Podcast. by UPFC, by the way. There you go. Steelers.com, oh. the Steelers mobile app, the official YouTube page, the Triple Take Podcast, and Stellar Nation Radio. There you go. We're all over the place, uh, but you can check that out. We'll be doing these, well, all the way up until the draft, so it's good stuff. Uh, We have have a lot of fun doing them as well, but, uh, Mike, we appreciate you stopping by. He was uh, Mike Persuda. That's Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. We want to thank uh, Jacob Breck for keeping us here on the air, and we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.